everybody and welcome to the spread. After what feels like both the longest and the shortest sabbatical ever, we are back with season two of the spread. And we're just over two years old. Can you believe it? We decided that this was a good time to pause, take stock of our work and its impact and our desires to continue to spread our sex positive gospel. Can I get an amen? Mm. Congregation, I said, can I get an amen? amen? We have some exciting partners planned for our new season, as well as some new segments, one of which we can tell you about now. Introducing The Spreads also known as SPN. It's a short, crowdsourced news segment that will offer you the space to share sex-positive news from your corner of the world. Now, this is how it works. Are there any sex-positive trends or nuggets of information that you think might interest our listeners? For example, has your country passed a new law that affects your sexual freedoms? Did a new ad for a sex product make you giggle or sob for that matter? Have you read, watched, or listened to something that got you all hot and bothered? Yes? Please tell us about it. All you have to do is record a 90-second voice note with your phone and just email it to us on host at thespreadpodcast.com. That's host at thespreadpodcast.com and we'll respond and tell you if and when you will be featured on our We are here for you and we can't wait to hear from you. More news for you, spreaders. Whoop, whoop. We have the Spread Live. It's coming back to celebrate our two-year anniversary. And all I need you to do is stay tuned to our social media for more updates. Follow us on at the Spread Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you guys aren't subscribed to us, I suggest that you go ahead and do so now. If you're listening from your iPhone, please subscribe to us on your Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android, we are available on Stitcher and on Google Play. And of course, you can catch us on SoundCloud. And on to our first episode where my guest, a sister in the struggle for sex-positive communities, talks about a variety of things. Accidental ass-eating, family members who are sometimes on the other end of the woke spectrum, and all the ways that we have been sexually colonized. Also, this is probably the first guest we've had on the podcast who has called us dicey. Why, you ask? Find out. When did the love die? When did it disappear? When did you run into the distance and leave me standing here? I regret the day when I So once again, Tiff, I want to welcome you to the Spread Podcast. And I'm saying once again because you have been here before in yes, the hot I have. seat. Yes, I have. Okay, stop giving me like skank eye. Mm-hmm. Tiff and I have recorded an episode of the Spread before, but for whatever reason, all of the episodes that I recorded on that day, I found all of them but yours. Wait. I thought you were going to say all of them deleted. So you found all but nine. I literally found all of them except yours. Mm, this is dicey. It really is. Just saying, this is high-key dicey. And I, I remember we were having such dope, intense conversations. I vaguely remember talking about eating ass. Yeah, no. Do you we remember must, that? We must always talk about eating ass. 
Then maybe I, that's how we should open. Yeah, no, and it's been a year and I still ain't got my ass eaten. Girl. Right? I think the problem is yours. I think the problem is my... I think I get a bit too shy. Like, sometimes I get shy, guys. Like, I think your partner should also just, like, slip the tongue, like, by mistake. Like, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't feel that's the way those things go. I think also, like, you need to have had, like, a wet wipe down there. No, least... you definitely should have cleaned that. You should have had, a, like, a proper shower. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't let anyone eat my booty if I haven't, like, properly showered. Yeah, no, okay. You see? So, I think these things need to be planned somewhat. Mm-hmm. No? Okay. But then, I, I mean, feel if you wash your booty, then you've already asked. Right? No? I, what do you go, like, hey, honey, I've washed my booty. I, I, what do you, I don't know. Dope Are you showering? You to have. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Just go and you're like, baby, I washed my booty. And it's out But you know, it also sounds like you don't usually wash your booty. And this yeah, time around wow, you did. Wow, fam. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That, yeah. Like, I hey, just, babe, I wash my booty. It's like, really? Yeah. Oh, I do. By the way, um, I just need to put it on record. I, I wash my booty every time. Okay. That I shower. Okay. I just, I don't need these rumors being spread. Okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so... Booty eating. Not yet <laughs> happened with you. No. Have you eaten booty? No. Also, I could be a more giving lover. But that's also a podcast for another day. It could also be the podcast for today. For today. Uh, guys, I need to be a more giving lover. Baby, I love you. This podcast is dedicated to you. So, <laughs> you're failing. Wow, fam. Like, somebody makes the way somebody failed else. to save our podcast. Oh! Ooh. It just snatched. Oh. It just... <laughs> Snatched. Girl. Yeah. Okay. 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 This has escalated, and I'm going to sip my wine. This has really escalated. Also, guys, Kaz provides wine for these things. I really do. I mean, if that's your thing, that's your requirement, then I will provide wine for you. I'm just like, I'm a really giving (laughs) podcast hostess. I feel now I've been snatched. Yeah. For not being giving. It's called a snatch back. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tiff, I have to say, like, the reason that First of all, welcome to Kenya. <gasps> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank because you. you live in SA. I do. I do. And you run your own podcast. Yes. Tell us about that. So I recently started this podcast with a friend of mine called Amanda. Shout out, Boo. So it's called The Wildness with Tiff and Amanda. And we're also on SoundCloud, and that's fun times. And I think we're on iTunes as well. I don't know. You are. Like, and it's no longer called iTunes. It's called Apple Podcasts. Hit <laughs> you. Yeah, it's okay. I'm here to educate you. Thank you, my baby. You know, sometimes these things with the youth—they're important. Uh-huh, and the digital things are no longer on CD. No, it's a mess. Blava, first of all, I'm sure you're younger than me. I don't even know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> it's the youths. Please tell me more about that podcast. Anyway, so the podcast <laughs> is basically the tagline is two queer women just trying to get through life, right? And we basically just go in the studio, drink wine, and just chat a particular topic. There is research involved. Like, we'll Google some articles and things, because, you know, you got to be grown-ups about yeah. these things. Mm-hmm. But so we just go and we just have a fat chat about whatever topic it is. So, like, we've had... So the ones we've recorded so far, we've had one about threesomes, um, one about safe sex, one about how safe much... Sex, safe sex? Se- same sex? Yeah, safe sex between two women. Oh. See, I really need to have a podcast about that. Dude. I think it's something that we definitely need to... And if you do it without me, this shit going to get awkward real quick. Yeah. It's going to get awkward real quick. Like, if I go on the spread... You said something about dental dams, right? Yes. Okay. Guys, you, and you can make your own dental dams. So what is a dental dam? So now a dental dam is like a sheet of latex-ish, right? Okay. It's, is it late? 
It's like gummy, rubbery stuff. You know that stuff, right? Yeah. And you put it on a vagina before you eat that vagina. So it's not even necessarily for same sex. It's for anyone. No, it's for anyone. Actually, it is for anyone. And you can make one out of a What happened to lesbians using cling film? Guys, I don't know. Like, okay... Yes, but I think the better way is to actually just cut the ring off of a condom. Okay. So you can do that. If you cut the ring off of a condom, then you can actually <sighs> lay it. It's nasty. Yeah, but no, okay. But cling film is not much. Like also cling film. I don't know why I just got this Im- image of it being sucked into your vagina. Wow. I don't know how that would like happen. Like the black hole. Like just like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and then, it. It's and then gone. all you it's see done. is like the little corner, and you're like, okay, baby, don't Trying- move. And don't and breathe. Don't breathe. I'm going to just reach in. Yeah, I, ju- I just go, snatch <laughs> that out. <laughs> like, it's just, like, so, cling film, that's why I always go with that. Um, but also with, like, condoms, and you can get, like, better tasting condoms. I don't but know, I haven't had a condom in my life in a while. condoms for vaginas, because that's how people get yeast infections, because the flavored condoms have sugar added. So it's not good for your pussy. Wow. Yeah, but unless you're getting one of those organically flavored. There's a brand called Sliquid. <laughs> Sliquid, if you want to sponsor this episode, you're welcome to. Shout out to Sliquid. Yeah, Sliquid have um, vegan, organic uh, lubricants. I just saw this picture of a condom on a plate with some vegetables near it. Like edible? Yeah. Can you eat it? No, because I think the condom itself is still made of latex. Okay, just checking. I'm just checking. Because like now I just had this thing of like sort of vegetables and then like just a condom sitting there with like some Uh, some sauce on it i'm imagining that if you ate rubber you'd die wow okay or get really sick this just took a really dark turn a really dark turn okay (laughs) so the thing is slick would actually make um lube oh and actually there's a lot of other companies that make like vegan organic lube which is flavored so whatever however it is they make their flavor i'm not sure but if you if you're doing this so you snip the ring off the condom yes and then you guess you can add the flavored lube so you were like so okay no you see now we've all learned something so you just like yeah. smear that sucker on yeah so that so it doesn't taste nasty like yeah like the latexy taste I of have condoms. not tasted a condom in a long time because okay. I have not had a penis in my mouth in a while okay it's been about eight years nine years wow. oh shit it's been nine it's been nine years since I saw a live penis you haven't even seen a live penis no I've seen some in porn though but I'm not like. Yeah, porn big is on. different. Yeah, so porn is different. Plus, I'm not like big on porn with dudes in it, so. That's the porn I love the most. Really? Gay porn. Guys, okay, what is with the gay porn thing, right? Like, what is with the gay porn thing? I love gay porn. Like, and women are out here, straight women, queer women, yes. older women, younger people out here for this gay porn. And I'm like, I've, I've tried. And I'm just always like, so where are the ladies? That's always my question. Where are the so, ladies? So, I don't know. I th- you know, I think the reason that I don't like lesbian porn is because I feel like it's inauthentic. I find it very inauthentic. I find, like, lesbian porn is created for straight men oh, who yeah. are into the, the fantasy the, the male of women. Games. Exactly. Mm. And I don't think that it's made for women. But there's there's a... there's I saw an article just recently. There's a uh, black lesbian woman who's making lesbian porn yeah and apparently she's porn hub or something yes and apparently she's a rapper as well and she's been dropping her tracks in that no way what yeah no i um, can't wait for that that's yeah. gonna be exciting like lesbian porn that's made for lesbians as opposed to made and for straight lesbians as well apparently yeah. i heard she's lesbian as well but i don't know but let me not spread rumors yeah but apparently she she's a, all i know is she's a rapper drops her beats in there yeah yes there's also um this 
filmmaker. I think she's Swedish mm-hmm. or she's Danish. Her name is, it begins with an E. I think it's Erica. Yes, who makes the feminist porn. Exactly. Guys, feminist porn is a real thing. So she's just made, let me not talk through my ass because I saw this on her Instagram page. Nice, we all need She's to just made, oh my gosh, her name is Erica Lust. You guys need to follow her. Yes. She's making a web series for YouTube. Ooh. And it's about, like, it's just like queer. Actually, I'm, I'm saying it's for YouTube. It's probably not. There's no way this is for YouTube. Maybe YouTube. Vimeo? Yeah. Yeah. Know. She's probably going to put it up on her website. Mm. Yeah. So it's just like two women who talk about their different kinds of, of um, fetishes. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Also, Kaz has promised us that she's going to be, like, like putting her face on these podcasts one day. Pressure. What are you playing in the background? I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about that. Guys, and let me just apologize for other noise. My dogs are going to be barking every so often. Please just learn to love them. And Tiff might need more wine at some point. And so, so she might hear some pouring of wine into a glass. This, what? It's organic. It's okay. And yes, I'm going to stop wearing my radio face when people come around so that they can take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, we could just take pictures of like the laptop and the microphones and the wine glasses. How many times are you going to put up pictures of the laptop, the microphone, and the wine glasses? As often as I can. No, after a while, are you going to change your laptop every time? Yeah, um, you, you never know. Oh. What? Living good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm making that money. I'm oh, making that money. <laughs> okay. The you... reason we're here today, hey, hey not to get married. Hey. To, to not to get married because I turned up with a suitcase and you looked at me yeah but I'm actually okay with it just give me a warning like if you're moving in I feel like you could have been a bit more warm when I turned up with my suitcase all I was like is like girl are you moving in because like, like I already have somebody sleeping here so <laughs> I need to warn them <laughs> Just saying. But then it may be a group of intertides, but oh, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, oh, wait, it's here. Jesus, Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about sexual colonization, Ooh. which I think is something that has taken over our sexual... I think sexual colonization is the difference between what sex is now or how we relate to it and what sex was before we were colonized. Yep. So I'll just broadly describe it. And unfortunately, I mean, this is going to put a damper on all of our wonderful conversations, but it describes the sexual violence and colonialism in the lives and histories of the native people and primarily argues that colonialism is itself structured by the logic of sexual violence. So acknowledging the contemporary issues by historical examinations and policy considerations. Um, It's like anti-sexual and anti-colonial struggles cannot be discreet. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? It's like men tend to dominate the relationships and take charge. And it's like the whole idea of, it's patriarchal. Mm. So it's like m- sex is patriarchal and that stems from colonization. And not in a healthy way. Because also because the idea of like men taking charge, some people would be like, no, but that's chilled. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? But it's, it's in a way that doesn't allow for proper agency with women and then prop- a proper sexual engagement because like it's it's those ideas of like giving somebody the d but not in a not in a like you know somebody's giving and receiving oh kind of like when somebody slides into your dm with a picture of their dick yeah guys why are you just coming at me like that don't yeah. come at me i fucking like get that. that all the time on snapchat i get men sending me videos of them masturbating 
like just, just yeah random like hey in my dm some motherfuckers is just just like jerking off but don't that shit they, happens to me all the goddamn time don't they feel like do you not feel shy though like not I you also but really, like do they not feel shy guess, honey I but like your not. penis is just out there like yeah it's just out there yeah and it's gone yeah yeah, yeah. and you can't get it back yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then also they're not like i mean i guess they are sending it with their handles or whatever like i've, I've really like wanted to repost to those videos like i really and then tag the person and be like asshole but i think that some people who are following me on snap snapchat might actually enjoy it <laughs> so so you're, you're not gonna feed the hounds are you yeah no. so i just i block motherfuckers i just spend my time blocking motherfuckers Dude, i still don't understand snapchat you don't it. have to. Rihanna said we no longer need to be there. So. Okay, that's cool. As long as as long as we've all moved on. Yeah. I tried Snapchat. I have a I have a snap handle, a yeah, snap. Okay. Let's move on. No? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's definitely not worth talking about. <laughs> Let's get back to this patriarchal bullshit. One of the conversations that is often had is marital rape mm. and how a lot of people like to think of it as a non-issue. And as long as you're married, then it... Uh, the minute you said I do, you said I do... To everything. Yeah. Yeah. At any time. Which yeah. means if your husband wants to have sex with you and, you know, he has sex with you without your consent, then you can't report that. Yeah. So it's it's almost like not only do you say yes to everything, but also there's that weird obligation as well. That, that obligation to have sex with your husband because... There was a conversation I was once having with um, an older family member of mine. I love the hey, I say older. They're like three years older than me, right? Wow. They're still and older, girl. They are still older, yeah, right? They should know better. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they were talking about how um, they understand how women get cheated on because they do this whole thing of like faking headaches and things and like not wanting to have sex and finding different ways of dodging and having sex. And my rebuttal to that was... Um, why are we focusing on the fact that they don't want to have sex rather than on why they don't want to have sex? And she was just like, but that's kind of a non-issue. Not wanting to have sex as a woman is a non-issue. You should want to have sex. You should, like not even you should want to have sex. That's not the issue. You should have sex. And I think that's where it comes into this whole problem of like, you know, like what I was saying before, the patriarchal notion of how sex is set up. And taking away agency from like one party. So rather than looking at both parties actually enjoying sex, which is something that we used to really look at back in the day. Like, you know, you've heard about all these sexuality schools and stuff. That kind of correct your sexuality? No, like back in the day when like, like pre-colonial sexuality schools. I have that not. Taught, oh, babes, it used to be lit. Oh, what, what? what do you know? <laughs> what? Please tell me. Fam, so it used to be lit. So now it used to be this whole thing of... Um, so if you look at these sexuality schools and stuff, it used to be this whole emphasis on both men and women. Well, actually boys and girls, because we were taught also much earlier on how to like control sexual desires and how sex was an important social good. So both parties enjoying sex was an important thing, right? And like, if you, I don't know if you've heard about that, like even that weird myth that's i think it's it's in rwanda is it rwanda that that myth is there where um the rivers are replenished by the act of a woman squirting that's that's what keeps uh, the rivers running right and so like there's all these I techniques need to be, have born i need to have been born in rwanda 
dude. Yeah, no, we're all out here sleeping on our lives. Or like from the coast, because apparently yeah. the coast try. Is it? Yeah. I know like, the I know the I know people from the coast are very concerned about uh, femininity, cleanliness, you know, reproductive health and sexuality. But I don't know to what extent. Apparently that's where all of our good knowledge is. Because you know, like with us being good Christians as Kenyans. Yeah. We erased a lot of like really proper things. Anyway, so now these sexuality schools used to really sort of emphasize on sort of like this sort of healthy holistic sort of sexual interactions between men and women and you know and you'd be taught from like when you were quite young and there was like just this whole emphasis on the fact that sex needs to be enjoyed by everyone so like it's that whole idea of why would you want to sleep with somebody who actively does not want to sleep with you and you and you're saying that this person is the love of your life you're saying that this person is mother of your children you know the person who you've chosen to spend the rest of your life with but you don't think there's such a thing as marital rape because of this weird skewed idea of where pleasure lies who's allowed pleasure who's allowed to own like because it's about owning sex and i also don't think that it has that pleasure has anything to do with it that's the thing so like it's that whole thing of if you can look at somebody and force yourself on them not even take away the aspect of pleasure but now take it into an even darker place where you've gone to the complete opposite side of the scale where you're actually inflicting harm because of what 15 minutes I think it's, a, it's a, you see that's the thing I don't think it's I think it's power mm. I think by the time that there's any kind of uh, sexual abuse or non-consent happening like in a relationship then it's more about taking back the power or trying to exert or show how powerful you are than mm. it is ever about pleasure I don't think that people who people who exert that kind of violence yeah. upon another person I don't think they're doing it for pleasure I really don't I don't think the nut that is busted is a, like a pleasure thing more than it is like I fucking own you and I'm stressed and I think that's right and see ownership yeah. ownership is fucking colonialism it is that's all it is. it is and back in the in our days when we were fighting for colonialism the Mau Mau fighters I know I've heard stories of how a lot of our men our Mau Mau fighters were raped by the colonialists as a form of punishment like the white men were raping our black men and, I did not know that and this is how I feel that the you know, the hurt people, hurt people, like people who are abused end up becoming abusers. Mm -hmm. I think that's how sexual violence is so prevalent in Kenya. It stems from colonization. and so from sort of being like, like an internalized hurt and an internalized violence. Yeah. And you're taught how to punish. Like even as a parent, you grow up punishing your children the way your parents punished you. Mm. So you're taught how to punish another human being. Exerting power. I own you. Like a cycle of violence. Exactly. And then, how do we break that? It's sex-positive podcasts like this. Amen, yes. No, but like it is actually about having those conversations and having those conversations about sort of the violence that is perpetuated and the ideas of violence and the ideas of ownership. Because like you're right, it, it is, it is an, a sense of ownership and it is a sense of just sort of like exerting this thing on someone else and because god bless the patriarchy there are levels and it kind of so now the sad thing about this is now it just feels like it stops with black women like it just it like it the like it all just gets piled up 
on us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because the violence was put on black men. And then so now black men now more, put more it on... More often than not relate with, with black women. Yeah. So now it just gets piled up on us. Yeah. And then it's almost like we, the bucks... Not the buck, but like this whole flow of violence then stops with us. And it's actually about having those conversations. But now my question is, right, my question to you would be, how do you actually have these conversations with men? Where like you, rather than packaging it in a, you know, women's bodies, men's bodies, but actually making it shown that there is that level of violence, that there is that undercurrent of internalized hurt. Because like, you, you know, there's some people who you bring it up and they'll be like, but I wasn't really alive during colonization, so I don't know what this is you're saying. But it's a domino effect. It's like neo-colonialism neo yeah. in a different form, more than it is about like a race thing. Mm. It's more you're a product of colonization. Mm. You're a product of violence more than anything. Because if you trace back your steps, your grandfather... And in South Africa, it's a lot more recent. It's probably your parent, you know, yeah. had this kind of violence exerted upon them. Mm -hmm. And in Kenya, it's like our great-grandfathers or our grandfathers mm. who had this kind of um, violence exerted upon them. But we are products of that. Mm. So from your grandfather to your father or mother down to you. Yeah. Oh, and it's so recent. Because even it just being your grandparents, because people have genuine functioning memories of their grandparents. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like... It's like this old thing that's gone far, far away. Like people have genuine functioning memories. So now in order to break that cycle, you, we actually have to actively engage with our past and engage with, engage with the fact that this did happen and that there is a domino effect. Because I think people have this, because even having conversations with my mother about, you know, colonization and sort of where we are now, we once had this huge argument about how the effects of colonization, especially economically, can still be felt around the continent. And she's like, no, um, people just need to like get their mess together. Like colonization ended and now we're just, you know, like any problems African countries have, it's more on them. And I was just like, that's a mess. And also, how are you saying that a whole employee of the UN, a whole <laughs> employee of the UN? I'm like, what yeah. do you say? Mm. So like, and I think... Even and it's weird to have this conversation like in terms of like sexual violence and sexual history and how sexuality is set up because usually this uh, this conversation is had in terms of like homosexuality and things mm -hmm. sort of like what was here before the colonialists came what was here after what was here before is that people were happily living their best lives yes. without being told what to and what not to do we yes. created our own rules and our own laws homosexuality it was not that it was not called homosexuality it was just like everybody loves everybody but it was very prevalent men were sleeping with other men i once interviewed for like i think one of the episodes i interviewed a lawyer he's a queer like a gay and lesbian rights lawyer mm -hmm. and he was talking about how his grandmother recently was telling him a story about how men in shags used to sleep with each other but it was not something that was frowned upon and it was not something that was talked about mm -hmm. just the same way if a man slept with a woman it was not something that was talked about mm -hmm. it's just like it just happened men slept with other men if they wanted to women slept with other women if they wanted to and it's just a thing that would happen it's just it changed 
it also changed with colonialism. Mm. All these laws, this it's divide, divide and conquer, isn't mm. it? Yeah. And the labeling and the making it something more, like if if it's tangible, then it can hurt people, and then oh, it's just a mess. But yeah, goodness, sorry, I'm now thinking about my my argument with my mother about like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and things. But so like the way we were saying it in terms of this conversation, it's it's very weird to have it in terms of like sex and sexual agency and that break because people always think about like the effect of colonization in terms of like economics or in terms of politics and then you know the bringing of the gay guys we need to stop having the bringing of the gay argument i think it's so tight like brought in by the way yeah did you see that the interview with president kenyatta with christiana amampour yes yes and he asked, there's a lot of like young LGBTQIA people who are talking about like the, like it's currently happening, like legalizing same-sex intimacy mm-hmm. and what he thinks about that. I actually posted it on my Facebook to kind of see what people had to say about that. Mm-hmm. And he was very clear in his interview. He said, my personal opinion doesn't really, he's like, if you want to know my personal opinion, I'll tell you off the record, like off, yeah. behind the scenes. He asked me when I'm not president. <laughs> But then um, he he was talking about like he's ruling for the majority or speaking for the majority of mm. Kenyan people, and I understand I understand his stance. But in the same breath, there's a lot of violence that is being exerted towards LG, members of the LGBTQIA community. Mm-hmm. And to say that it's a non-issue is to say that there are some lives that don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's what I didn't understand. I'm like, I understand. And he said, you know, like, all, all, no Kenyan deserves to be discriminated against. But in the same breath, it's still happening. And, and what you're saying is there's nothing you're going to do about it. And yeah, and to say that it's not something that the majority of people think is an issue and maybe it will be... Uh, like, what did he say? Maybe it will be, in a, in like, later on, maybe it'll be after I'm done being president or whatever. Yeah, but he and said, way after I'm done being Yeah, no, president. no, he was just like, I'll be done being president, I will have passed on, <laughs> like, maybe my great-grandchild. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you're not committing to anything yeah. now. But also, in terms of that interview, I remember thinking that that was a little bit reckless of what's her name christy amampo whoever she is yeah because i was like that's a little bit reckless because you know for a fact that as a whole head of state there's no way especially knowing the stance of his government of his society of his this or his that that he's going to go on tv and be like yeah no thinking gay rights type thing right but if you think about it that little segment about that question got a lot of views and it got shared a lot it so did it, get so as a journalist i wouldn't say it was completely reckless because at the end of the day you want people to watch your interview that so no in terms of getting the views fair and fine but in terms of like entrenching ideas and entrenching violence i think cuz i remember watching that and as a queer kenyan being like and not even a queer kenyan who lives here Cause it's nice there by me guys in a few days i'm back on my saa flight and i've gone right yeah. but like i know for me watching that interview there was a moment where i was just like oh god oh god like even when he was just like it's a non-issue and i was watching it with like a couple of family members and i could feel them being like yeah it is a non-issue and i was just like ee, ah no yeah. i was just and i understood what she was trying to do like 
she had like a prominent thingy and especially with like the work that Nigo Huck is doing in repeal damn it yeah. I've forgotten the, the number I think it's 152 oh, 162 thank you I was so close I was only 10 off <laughs> <laughs> so and like yeah and so with that like and I understood that it, there's a need to discuss but then I guess maybe it's the chicken shit in me I was just like oh god because I know I knew there was nothing good that was gonna come from it like there was no way he was going to like say something that's like oh okay cool maybe you'll be okay and I remember watching that interview and being like oh lord and then when he's like, it's a non-issue, and like the family members who, even the ones who knew I'm queer, and, and I could feel them being like, mm-hmm. But because, you know, Tiff's around, no one wants to get on the bad side of Tiff. Nobody and... wants to get into that argument. Yeah. Is that what it is? Do you, do you get that? It's like, let's not argue with her. Yeah, no, no. Oh, I get that all yeah. the time. It's only at family gatherings where it's like 3 a.m. and we've all been sitting around and Tiff's like two bottles of wine in, mm-hmm. uncle's like four whiskeys, mm-hmm. or four bottles of whiskey or whatever mm-hmm. in. And we're all like, do you know what we're going to discuss right now? Rape culture. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we did that one hot last holiday. I was Why? Here. Why? Because of my cousin. Oh my gosh. Like, if that came up at a family meeting, I just, I don't feel like I don't have the bone structure what? for those oh, conversations dude, we, with family. It was wild. Because we were sitting with, uh, it was our family and we were sitting, good times, good times. We, we do this thing where uh, we go to my uncle's house in Naivasha and like, we, we like live like grad students and we like 18 of us in a house and it's it's fantastic some so people we, sleeping on the floor yeah in the sitting room and stuff like even though everyone is we grown folk people grown folk people like working as heads of banks and could go to a hotel but we're like nah we're all gonna sleep here mm. so it was like it was late 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 and we'd been chilling all day and blah 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 been drinks it'd been good times and then all of my son all of a sudden my cousin drunkenly goes I believe Bill Cosby like, oh Tiff's mind Jesus just snapped. Lord. My other little cousin was, and he was like, Look, I'm just gonna lay it out here. Why are women suddenly coming out now? One comes out, and then suddenly everyone comes. Yo, guys, we ended up discussing everything. At one point, we were discussing women's rights, and one of my aunts was like, All lives matter. <laughs> Oh God, no, no! But guys, God bless the Mogo family. Like, no, I, they're, they're like like my favorite people in the entire world. But it was it was deep. It was so deep. what do you do? So no, we just sat there and we tried to unpack and um, and so like so initially I was doing the whole like using theory and being like no um and this is the setup and that and blah and then at one point I was like okay guys safe space right and and my uncle's like what does she mean by that. No, but it's fine. So I was like, guys, save space. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm like, so I am going to use myself as an, as, as an example. And I gave the example of how as, as a survivor of sexual violence, it's because we were discussing the whole, why do some women not speak up? Why would you speak? Well, like, if it happened to you, then just say. Like, why are you taking 10 years to say? And I'm like, because it's not that damn easy. So we'd rather believe one man over 50 women type thing. So I gave the example. I'm like, the person who sexually assaulted me, like... I know I have more resources than them. Technically, even social capital and stuff, I have more than them. So like, but I still have not said anything because not only is it like a physical trauma, it's an emotional trauma, it's a mental trauma. And I was trying to like explain that. Guys, this is how you know that sometimes these conversations are moot because my cousin looks me dead in the face and is like, yeah, but why didn't you just say anything? And my uncle turns to his son and goes, are you foolish? Did she not just explain to you? And it's just, 
Yeah, guys, these conversations. Just for context, your cousin how old? My, uh, my cousin is twenty. If I'm tw- if I'm thirty, then he must be twenty eight. Mm. So he he grown. So, yeah. No, he grown, and he's supposed to be part of like the, the woke generation the woke, that's mm. supposed to say. Yo. Woke, not all woke people are real woke. Guys, they just wear the t-shirt. Guys, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, it was a mess though. No, it was a mess. And then we started talking about how um, men don't listen to women. And how you can say things, and unless another man says it, then they would think. He, and then I tried to explain to my uncle about mansplaining. Then he got really upset. <laughs> yeah, because your uncle is probably a mansplainer. Right? He is a mansplainer. God mm. bless him. I love him. And it's sometimes okay because he's really, really intelligent. Yeah. But sometimes it's not. And intelligence is not really the mm. like the measure of <laughs> whether you're allowed to mansplain or not. Okay. <laughs> Do you think that there's a way other than patriarchally that um colonization has affected us as women as opposed to as a by as a as the the victims quote unquote but do you think in a way that in another way that it's affected us as women specifically colonization yeah but from a sexual point of view i would say a crap ton of lost knowledge like so not even like you know rejiggering like what we thought or how we or how we think about ourselves and stuff i think we've lost like the way i was saying with the sexuality schools we've lost actual tangible knowledge like tips and tricks and things so like i don't know if you've heard of oshun and things i have yes Yes. Mm -hmm. so now like all the schools so like in sort of that part of the world a lot of these schools based their ideas on this idea of Oshun Mm -hmm. and this idea of sort of like this woman as like a point of not only like sort of birth and things like that but also like as a point of pleasure as a point of like sort of sexuality and things like that and I think in terms of women we actually have lost like sort of tangible things like you know if you stroke here like this then you'll come like this and if you do this like this or if you ask your partner to do this or these are the sort of squats you do. I don't know. Now I'm just saying. It's okay, girl. Just. But like, I think we've lost a crap ton of like actual, actual knowledge. And so now we seem to be, there seems to be like a resurgence of trying to find that knowledge, especially within like the African continent. Like if you look at like the sort of work you're doing, the sort of work like adventures from the bedrooms of African women are doing, um, the like even the work within, you're doing as well and Hola Africa. Good times, good times. Yeah. So like just sort of like this resurgence of like trying to reconfigure and re-archive um sort of n- practical knowledge, everyday knowledge, outside of these heady ideas of like, you know, toxic masculinity and the framework of the patriarchy, but like everyday things, like how to squirt. Mm. Like how to squirt. And it not being based in this idea of like, oh, you know, you Google it and you're finding like Jezebel.com and this.com and a Huffington Post article. But like mm. a lot of the knowledge we used to have right here and we used to have it sort of within our spaces. And it was handled in like the way other things were handled in a community sense where, you know, you'd it, the knowledge would be passed on. It would be community based knowledge. It would be given at a certain point. So you're not just like out here just being told how to squirt at the age of three. It's none of your business how to squirt at the Mm. age of three, right? But it's just, I think that's 
for me, one of the, the most detrimental effects of like colonization. Because that break in knowledge, that idea that this knowledge either isn't worth it or is bad. And yeah, it's just, it's really sad because you, I don't, you know the lady who teaches people how to squirt at birth at... Yeah, Basengas. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even the, the nice auntie who makes you move your furniture here. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones I'm talking about. Oh, I thought they were just called Sengas in like, in you, in like Uganda. Oh, I thought they were just called Sengas here. Oh. I guess it's an East African thing then. Maybe. You see, yeah. you see, you know these things. Yeah. And I bet you they're not all, like spending all day every day on like Jezebel.com. Yeah. Or everyday feminism. Of course. Yeah. So like that for me would be what we've lost the most. And it makes me sad because it would be nice to have these conversations, like to genuinely be able to have these conversations with like my aunts or my this or, and I think it would be really great if our generation starts sort of that culture of like, actually like spreading this knowledge down and it being done in like a sort of safe space in a holistic way and because you know the way everyone always has trouble with the rise of sex positivity and they think all we're trying to do is make kids have sex yeah which is not the truth yeah this is not the truth no colonialists brought christianity Mm -hmm. i feel like what we've been taught through that is is the woman supposed to be submissive mm. and the saving yourself for marriage and the like do not masturbate or you know all of these things that restrict women from enjoying pleasure mm. more than it does men yeah in the bible um and i feel like even though the bible does speak about a very mutual pleasure type thing there's there's parts of it that do speak of that and i and i bet you a whole bunch of it has been lost but like of I course said, songs of psalms is it songs of psalms solomon song? that's the one like, that shit is lit yeah like there's times when it gets true. lit yeah but then people just want to be they, they want to like scrap all of that yeah. why do we never have those those verses thrown down like at weddings? during bible study Do, yeah no actually oh during, my, let me tell you my cousin's wedding oh. a friend of mine went and read a, a verse from the songs of, of yes. solomon and it was yes. just like one of those like really like sensual verses you read it was so beautiful mm. and everybody and like all of the older people in the audience were just like squirming in their seats yeah no and you must <laughs> die a slow death because yeah, why yeah, not yeah. it was so beautiful it was like i drink from the cup of wine of your blah 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 and everyone was just like oh, wow yeah. somebody should have been like Preach. snap snap Preach. snap Preach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do feel like a lot of it is lost. And maybe mm. maybe from the translations of of or the interpretations of how the pastors or the leaders in church tra- translate <laughs> the Bible verse to you. I thought you were going to be like, no, the original Hebrew was sexy af. Or maybe, maybe it was. <laughs> maybe we need to start speaking Hebrew. <laughs> maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Actually, I used to date a Hebrew man. And um, he, his, his transliteration of of the what they don't call it the bible torah the, the torah yeah yes. was very like it was very dope i was just like yes yes i, I, just, I mean I, i'd never tell him that <laughs> i was just like take that away from me take all those teachings away but like honestly there was the, like just the way that he uh explained what some of the bible verses said or the torah verses said it was just like really interesting like oh i didn't know that i didn't know that like that was allowed or that was happening or, you know, also I, I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> but and now we same, know your true feelings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in the same breath, I just feel like a lot of it has been used to, to put women down. Yes. 
Oh, so bad. And to prevent them from rising because if a woman embraces her sexual energies or just like her sexuality and begins to feel confident about herself... Mm. And, and from within herself exactly and not in that sort of like oh i'm looking for validation outside no. is it like where it's just sort of like this is mine yeah it's it's the scariest thing in the world it's the scariest thing in the world for yeah. a lot of people where yeah. they're like to actually see a woman being like you get an international school or go fuck yourself yeah and i whether you want me or not whether you think of me or not yeah because that also is a very addictive thing for people sort of observing it there's like nothing more like sort of I don't even know how to think it's it's like you know when you get a like a shot of drugs and then you're just forever addicted to that yeah. particular mm-hmm. drug yeah that that seems to be what it's like and people just can't deal and they don't like it they don't like it at all because I also feel like a lot of learning mm-hmm. involves a lot of unlearning oh yeah and people are not ready to unlearn. Unlearning you know? is painful, hey? Yeah. Because it's then... like everything that you've ever known your whole entire life, the rug gets pulled from under your feet. Yeah. It's like being told, like, the color red is... It's not, Actually, it's not red. You, no, you blue. joke, but that's actually one of my fears, that I don't see colors the same way as other people. Wow. I, yeah. Pray tell. I like, just, like, so, like... I'm looking at our wine glasses. Also, we've been provided with wine. I just need to keep saying that because yeah, this sure. is a lovely space. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, I'm looking at these, like, so our red wine here, right? Because what else can we describe that other than this looks like red wine? But what if the way I'm seeing this looks like red wine is completely different to you? But because we've both grown up our entire lives knowing that this particular visual thing is red wine because what am i gonna say it's it's ready and it's whiny <laughs> you know so it looks like blood yeah I get, you see but if, then, if the but way then what describe... if we also see blood differently so it's just the but ripple then we wouldn't, effect then we wouldn't be able to to, to no, describe like, it to somebody in the same sense guys like what is blue the color of the sky Nice. Tricky. I feel like this is a nice time to wrap shit up. Okay. I'm just saying this now is a mess. And I don't think we see this line the same. People are fearing like like drowning in fucking sewage. And here you are, worrying that you're going to unlearn a fucking color. Yeah. See your life. I will not unlearn red. Judge your life. Judge your life. (laughs) Judge your stuff. Cheers, sweetness. Thank you so much for coming on this red. If you don't save this one, I swear. We'll come and tip okay, this table. Okay, before I say goodbye to the people, yeah. I just want you to make a declaration right here, mm-hmm. right now. What is it? One. Uh-huh. I tiff. I tiff. Promise to. Promise to. Be a better. I hate. Say. Be a better. Giving lover. Wow, fam. Say it. Wow, fam. Say it. Promise to be a better giving, giving lover. lover. To my partner. To my partner. I Tiff. Guys, the, the spread is I... not what it used to be, guys. <laughs> Hello. I Tiff. I Tiff. Promise to. Promise to. Experiment. Ex- oh, you're going to make me eat Say that. it, <laughs> Experiment. With booty eating. With booty eating. With my partner. With my partner. Yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> now I got to shower my booty more. I got to shower my booty more. You but can. But I do shower. Shove a finger up there if you whoa, want. Whoa, whoa, like, clean on the inside. I, I don't know. I, I'm... You can do it, girl. You can do it. You can do it. Tip's not stressed. <laughs>
And triggered. Tip, don't need to be stressed. <laughs> Go on Nene Organics and order Femme Wash. That shit will change your life. Nene Organics Femme Wash. Add. <laughs> Hashtag hey, add. Guys, no, not but can you put that in your booty? Yeah. You, you, I mean, you shouldn't put it in anywhere. Just put water in your booty with your finger. <laughs> just check. Also, just like make sure you've taken a proper poop. Wow. But actually, for booty eating, you don't need to have done this. For anal, you need to have done that. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, no. Anal, you need to do a podcast on anal, by the way. I really do. Actually, mm. I'm on it. I'm, have I'm you really written a list or something somewhere? Or are you I just do. selling us dreams? No, no, no. I've, not, I've just never thought of doing a podcast on anal, but I feel like there's so many questions I get about anal that I think we should actually just have yeah. a podcast fully dedicated to anal. Like, first questions first. Do you poop afterwards? Save that for the next podcast. Hi, my name is Kaz and I'm from Kenya and I wanted to participate in the first ever episode of season two of The Spread with my story for the Sex Positive Network. So my story is about a very inspirational woman by the name of Wanuri Kahio and the sex positive news is that her film Rafiki is the first Kenyan film to feature in the Cannes Film Festival which is happening next week i.e. the second week of May in Cannes in France so according to IndieWire the film festival might be struggling to round out its competition slate with more female filmmakers but its uncertain regard section continues to tout something close to actual gender parity. This year's section, which often boasts high numbers of female filmmakers, features six female filmmakers from a lineup of 13 films. Amongst them is a bona fide history maker, Wanuri Kahio's Rafiki, also known as Friend, which marks the very first Kenyan film to debut at the festival. Rafiki was inspired by the 2007 Kane Prize winner, Monica Arak Denyeko's Jambula Tree, which chronicled a story of two girls in love in Uganda. The filmmaker added that making a film about two women in love set in Kenya means challenging deep-rooted cynicism about same-sex relationships among actors, crew, friends, and family. That's all I got. We are so overjoyed by that story. Congratulations, Wanuri. We are your biggest fans. We really are your biggest fans. Do not let anybody else fool you that they're your biggest fans because we are your biggest fans. So much so that, guys, we've decided that we're going to Cannes. We're going to follow Wanuri and we're going to document this whole thing. If there's anything in particular you guys want to know from Wanuri, we're going to be doing an interview with her. If there's anything you want to know about the Cannes Festival, please reach out to us. We're on host at thespreadpodcast.com. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media at thespreadpod. And we will be sure to share with you our Cannes Film Festival journey because we will be there front and center yes until then guys we shall catch you later our next episode is dropping on the 18th of may 2018 because you could also be listening to this podcast in like 2050 and not understand what the hell is going on anyway it's been great welcome to season two i'm so excited we will see you at the next episode bless up and bye